0: Welcome everyone to the Bodybuilding Dietitians podcast. Thank you for joining your hosts Tiara and Jack for what is now episode number 32 of our Road to 2023 series. So it's been a while since our last update on our own journeys and we're going to get straight into this episode. We've got quite a lot to recap everyone on and I'll let Tiara kick this off.
1: Yeah, so we are recording this today on June 19th, 2022 and i I believe our last Road to 2023 episode was about four weeks ago, right before we headed off for our Bali holiday.
0: Yes. So we're back in Australia now and we had an amazing time in Bali.
1: Yeah, it was so beautiful. Man, probably the best holiday of my life so far, I would say. Like Club Med is just freaking incredible.
0: Yeah, I think it it matches our sort of preferences for a holiday to a tea
1: Yeah, just the value for money is absolutely amazing. And just the fact that you can book the trip and they just organize everything for you in terms of the flights, pick up from the airport, the accommodation. And with Club Medman, it's just all inclusive. So. Staying in Bali, this resort was right on the beach and we could just go out and rent a paddleboard or we could go windsurfing or you can hop on a boat and go out snorkeling every single day.
0: Sounds like we're sponsored by Club Med.
1: (laughs) No, but we do have a sneaky little discount if anyone does want to save some money on a Club Med holiday. You just have to hit us up and uh, believe they could save like well over $100 booking their trip.
0: Yes, they can. (laughs) I think, yeah, we've referred some people in the past And if anyone wants to check it out, highly recommend it. If you enjoy that resort sort of lifestyle on your holiday, just hit us up on Instagram and we'll um, sort you out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Just a whole week of just pure relaxation and total zen. And the fact that it's all inclusive with just all of the activities too, but like the food and you and I don't drink alcohol, but it is unlimited alcohol. So they have like, pool bars and beach bars all around the resort and staff members all around the resort too just asking hi would you like another drink and i think you and i drink so many soda waters with lime that uh we were going a bit loco on the bubbles
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah if you say so
1: but the food as well. And the coolest thing is, is that we were the very first people to that resort after it had opened post pandemic. So we were there the very first day that it opened. And I believe Jack, there was only like 20 other guests among the enormous resort. So we would be at this pool, like called the Zen pool, like this enormous pool with like swinging chairs and everything and waiters and we'd be like the only people in this humongous pool overlooking the beach, which was pretty incredible. But it was just so nice because everything was just so brand new and uh, boy, the food was just incredible. They had like breakfast, lunch and dinner all included buffets. But what I love about Club Med is that it includes cuisine from all over the world, so The restaurant would have these different sections for like an Indian and a Chinese and an Italian section and Japanese and Indonesian and all of these different types of foods. And then it was like gourmet buffet dining. So if we went over to the Indian place, the guy would cook up a cheesy or a garlic naan like right in front of us and make us a curry. And it was all really, really just super duper fancy. And uh, yeah. It was um, just such an incredible trip.
0: Yeah, I um, I think this was my seventh or eighth Club Med. So I think Tiaris is still a novice to the Club Med experience, <laughs> but I grew up, that was my family's kind of default option for a holiday. That's not true actually, but we did go to many Club Meds because it has a very good kids club program. Um, so I, I can remember even like 2000, 2004, going to like Fiji and France. More recently, I've been to... Thailand with Tiara I've been to Hokkaido in Japan skiing and Club Med so yeah it's, it's I think it might even be among the only resorts I've been to
1: yeah oh, well I know that I'm absolutely sold if I ever go to another resort in future I think I'm gonna have to take off every Club Med before I uh, book in with another one because it's just that freaking good <laughs> mm. but yeah what a freaking amazing weekend this is a trip that we had booked way back in actually 2019 and we were supposed to go in May of 2020 but of course it got delayed due to the world and this was our first holiday in like three and a half years and it was also to be honest the first time that I felt like I had ever properly switched off since we started our business about three years ago because since then I've gone through two full comp preps, two full improvement seasons and just in terms of our business as well, like I just feel like I've been on every single day in terms of working. So boy, like having an entire week to actually completely switch off, it was, uh, it was abnormal for me, but also it really went to show me how much I really need that. And I certainly need that more frequently than just every three years. Otherwise, I'm not gonna lie, like coming back from the holiday, I actually did suffer from a little bit of post-holiday blues, <laughs> probably more post-holiday blues than I've ever suffered from post-comp blues, because I guess in the past three years I've competed more often than I've actually given myself a week away to go on a holiday, and it's, it's gone to show me that like I, I can't do that, otherwise I just kind of do fall into this trap of all or nothing, and I really do need to have somewhat more of a A bodybuilding life balance or more of a work bodybuilding life balance otherwise I just I feel like it's not fair on my part but it's also really tough I feel like in our line of work as well to step away because as a coach you know so many people depend on you sometimes I almost imagine myself Jack as like a clown right and I'm holding on to all of these helium balloons and I'm responsible for keeping those helium balloons afloat, and I've got the tank of helium.
0: Wouldn't it, wouldn't juggling maybe be juggling many balls at once as a clown?
1: No, I would say more so the balloons, because I'm responsible for pumping them up and making sure that they stay afloat and that they don't deflate. And that's a lot of pressure on me to always be holding balloons, right? But it, it takes a toll on you over time, and it is a big responsibility. And it's not like another job where you can just talk to your boss and you can be like, hey, in a few months time, I want to take my annual leave for six weeks in a row. Like, You and I could never take six weeks leave. Like, We would lose our entire client base because of the line of work that we're in. You're in contact with people at a minimum, like every single week you're checking in. If not, you have daily contact with people, but it just went to show me too that like, before going on this holiday I felt somewhat guilty for stepping away like I was quite apologetic to my clients. I was like I'm really sorry I'm not going to be able to check in next week because that's the first time I've ever stepped away while starting this business. But what I learned is that when I came back all of my balloons they were still filled with helium, they were still afloat, no one deflated, there were no house fires, no one went off track. Like. People can be independent without me there every single week. And it also showed me that like, man, to to make more of a balance and really enjoy my life more too, like I can't feel so guilty if I just step away at least like once or twice a year and I give myself permission to go offline because this was the first time since starting our business that... I actually took all of my little message boards, like I took my, on my phone, my messages, my WhatsApp, my emails, and I put them like in a little separate box on my iPhone. And then I put them on a different screen and I held myself accountable to on the holiday. I'm like, I'm not going to check any of these apps (laughs) because the thing is as an online coach, you have to always be on, you have to always be responsive because people depend on you. There's frequent communication all of the time. And don't get me wrong. I love that. And I love helping people on a daily basis, but gosh, I just, I I am realizing that I do need to protect my own energy and my own time too, and give back to myself, give back to you, just spend more time together. So yeah, I'm, I'm personally still trying to figure that out for myself, but Having this first holiday was it was a really nice wake up call for me in a lot of in a lot of ways. But in saying that, it does certainly feel good to be back and back into routine now with uh, with everything, and certainly feeling very very refreshed and just clear headed, goal driven, just working toward everything that we want to achieve.
0: Yeah, it's certainly good to be back. I was certainly missing my usual routine by the end of that holiday, and uh, yeah, I've got some. Big things planned for the rest of this year and next year, including season B coming up.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, on that note, how have things been for you since we last returned?
0: Yeah, they've been pretty good, actually. I've had some big milestones in my own training and nutrition occur. And I think probably uh, number one in that was starting my mini cuts just over a week ago. So, uh, 10 days ago now so last Thursday Sunday right now and i reached a peak in the off season at about like 91 91 and a half kilos and although my conditioning like still warranted or my body composition still warranted like some continued rates of gaining like aj and i decided to implement the mini cut for a number of reasons like number one being so that he could see how i responded to a dieting phase also see how my physique responded and take away some body fat see what we've built over the last uh, over i think it was 57 weeks of gaining in total and in addition to that uh, if i plan to compete next year in season b uh, now is the best time to mini cut as well because now i can mini cut and then have some gaining and then mini cut again slash pre-prep and then go into prep itself in around like March of next year. So if I didn't mini cut now, then I wouldn't be, I would be doing my future self a disservice um, essentially.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And ultimately this was the plan all along. So it's good that you guys are following through with it. So you mentioned that your peak off season weight was 91.4 and then now dropping down, how high did your food get peak off season? And then where have you dropped down to now with the mini cut?
0: Yeah. So if I could give myself some feedback from the past off season, it would actually be that I got, and it didn't necessarily get slack, but I did experience a lot of metabolic adaptation towards that final end of the bulking, probably for the the last, like, I would even say like six to 10 weeks where my body weight kind of stayed very similar. Part of that was I got sick for a week, I lost some weight. Um, There were the show season A shows going on as well, which isn't really an excuse in my eyes. So like next phase I definitely wanna ensure that I don't have like essentially a six week period at maintenance because um that's kind of maintaining my progress, which mm. I don't want. So to answer your question though, like it got to about like six twenty-five carb, eighty fat, and two seventy-five protein. And they've been taken down very aggressively. Uh in fact, so on a training day I'm now on three fifty carb. 50 fat and 275 protein. So almost 1300 calories and on a rest day or 250 carbs, 60 fat, 250 protein. So yeah, today is in fact a rest day. So I'm eating the lowest food I have since prep, but appetite is still okay. Um, I did get to a point with appetite as probably everyone knows where, I mean, I was resorting to drinking my cereal in the morning. So it's been a, a nice sort of change to have some appetite, be able to eat solid food. Now, and in, in like actually look forward to my meals
1: yeah that's so awesome to hear that it's been resensitized and somewhat fairly quickly because you've been dieting now for about a week and a half how long did it actually take for you to start feeling like oh yeah like food kind of looks appetizing again
0: mm. yeah probably it was quite quick for me like three or four days mm. and it is a huge deficit I've lost about three kilos as well and like some people might take like six weeks to lose three kilos. Mm. They lose half a kilo a week. So, it, and I know that I do respond quite rapidly in terms of my level of food focus and by even my metabolic adaptation as well. So, and I, I would rather respond quickly at this stage because I'm back to looking forward to each meal. Like I've even uh, seen lots in t- interesting now that I have like more experience as a coach I can see certain aspects of my food focus increasing from a bird's eye view, like almost subconsciously. And sometimes like I have to tell, my back, tell myself to like rein it back a bit. Um, for example, like each evening I always have an egg. And usually when I'm not food focused, like I'll just literally scramble the egg and pour it in with everything else. But,
1: and I can question, did you add your egg? <laughs> mm,
0: but now like I'll crack it gently on top. I'll make sure that it's soft boiled on top so you can like run the yolk and stuff and little things like that which yeah they there it, it means that you're caring more about the the food and mm. the taste and the presentation etc
1: but at the end of the day if eating something that we do multiple times per day every day of our life it's nice to enjoy food rather than not look forward to it
0: yes like if I had a choice of course like I would choose to always have a degree of appetite mm-hmm. i don't really like the food focus as much but the appetite if i could have that always i would do it but it's just kind of human physiology to lose it mm. at some point if you push up high enough
1: yeah but three kilograms down in just a week and a half pretty impressive my man also given that you started off at a fairly high body weight too so a bit of that would be glycogen fluid mm. a bit of food bulk but yeah you're already looking quite a bit leaner
0: Yeah, considering I didn't start like fat, essentially, I have been able to see some changes quite rapidly compared to like when I lasted a mini cut, which was before my 2021 prep, I started off at a much higher body fat. Like Mm. I was at 94 kilos and had less muscle then and it probably took me like three or four no, more like four or five kilos to actually notice a difference. Whereas even in the first few days, I noticed some tightening up around the waistline and stuff like that. So
1: so if you're sitting at the low 88s now, what is your and AJ's plan for how far would you want to push this mini cut down to? And what's briefly the timeline are you looking at? Like how many is this cut?
0: Mm. Well, yeah, AJ hasn't actually told me any numbers or weeks per se, I don't think it'll go longer than six weeks. And I think we will probably, if I had to guess, I think we'll probably stop at like between 85 and 86. Mm. Um, Yes, that would be my estimation. And I think we'll probably remain on this amount of food. He might do one drop. Uh, We'll kind of wait and see, but yeah, it's been refreshing to, to kind of just completely give the reins to AJ. Like I just do what I'm told. I don't have to worry about anything, but at the same time, I'm also responding very nicely So there's nothing really to worry about.
1: Mm, Exciting stuff. And then once you see the final physique at the end of your mini cut, then that's kind of like, okay, what's next? What's the game plan?
0: Yeah. So that's kind of going to decide whether to an extent, whether I do 2023 or not. And obviously this series is called road to 2023, but there's of course a chance that I might not do 2023 because ultimately, I see my, the next time I compete, like I've had my two times of competing for participation in bodybuilding, like I've done well in bodybuilding, and even better in classic physique, like I've won categories in bodybuilding, but I've never really looked at my physique. And there are certain occasions where I've seen it. And I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm quite happy with what is there. But I've never looked at like a stage shot of myself, and been like, wow, that's really impressive. That is totally what I envisioned for what I wanted to look like as a bodybuilder. And this next time I compete, I'll definitely be bringing it from a competitive standpoint and going for the pro card and everything. But I also want it to be for myself, like as corny as that sounds, for me to get up there and be like, okay, I look like a bodybuilder there on stage with everyone else. And these past two times I've competed, I just haven't really felt that.
1: Mm. Yeah, I totally respect that. And to be honest, we've had this discussion kind of off mic and Mm. I'm along the exact same lines too, because I feel like you and I, we've had the experience of competing quite a number of times now, but next time that we do stand on stage, it's not just for the experience, we both want to win. And if it's a matter of at the end of our improvement season, which would have been April 2023, if it's not quite clear that from our improvement season physiques, that it's like, yes, you're going to be hard to beat, then perhaps we just need more time. And I know I'm personally totally okay with that. And I know that you're okay with that too, because I feel like, especially now with our line of work, like every season we can live vicariously as well through our competitors. And also just being a part of the community and always attending the shows. But yeah, next time that we actually go through a comp prep, it has to be the one Mm. we have to stand up there and really be able to be like, yes, well, we will be very hard to beat and we have come here to win.
0: Mm. Yeah. I think also an important point for me to raise as well is that, like as much as I complain about food in the off season, I am honestly having the most fun in an off season than that I ever have. Like I'm gaining strength very well. I'm the strongest I've ever been by far. I'm enjoying lifting a lot in the gym and like, it's not like my strength gain is slowing down either. So I'm like also in the back of the head, my head, I'm thinking, okay, what is, uh, what is going to happen in, if I delay my off season even further, how strong will I get? How much muscle will I build as a result of that? Because I've never, I've been stronger than gym, but I've never been like top tier natural bodybuilding strong mm-hmm. in the gym and strength isn't always the best indicator of muscle growth, but it's also something that I do want to get better at is, like, I want to hit that 220 kilo RDL, which I think will probably happen by the end of the year. I want to get my pressing even stronger. I want to get like at least six plates on the hack squat, all of that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So, I don't really want to stop it prematurely because I got to think what I would say to my own clients as well. And that's if you're not 100% committed to the prep at the very beginning, there's no point doing it. So, That's kind of what's in my head as well.
1: Yeah, I'm the exact same. And that really was cemented for me throughout my previous dieting phase that I did just at the beginning of this year, in that, like, I was really thriving in my improvement season from when we ended prep in May of 2021 all the way up until February of 2022. Just Putting on some body weight slowly and progressively, training really hard in the gym. Like, I was just in my groove, man. Like, I felt so happy, so energetic, so strong. Like, I was thriving. And yeah, sure, you drop some body weight and I knocked six kilograms off my frame. But if I'm totally honest, like, I wasn't any happier and I definitely wasn't more energetic and I didn't feel like my best, healthiest self. And I didn't get exceptionally stronger at all. A lot of my lifts went on maintenance mode. A few things went up by like 2.5 kilograms, like Mm. some lunges, but gosh, like when I think about what I enjoy the most about this sport, it is the training. It is the performance. It's showing up to the gym and being able to outwork your previous self. Like that's what I really, really thrive on. And again, that's why I'm like, well, I've had the experience of competing before and by all means, I wanna do it again and I wanna win so freaking bad. But I am willing to appreciate delayed gratification and be patient and just do it when the time is right. And really when I truly have built a physique of that caliber of yes, if you do a six month prep now and you get lean starting from this base, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be game on. Mm. But until then like, i just i just really want to feel back in my rhythm in my groove again and just really freaking love waking up every single day and hitting the gym hard and i i i I missed out on that for a few months this year and i i genuinely missed it Mm.
0: yeah and it's not like we're saying we're going to compete in 10 years time it's Mm. literally just 2023 is continuing to improve and then Mm -hmm. we start prep early 2024 and and have the same sort of competition timeline it's just a, a year in between and we've got other life goals that we want to do as well such as move out of this current house that we're in which <laughs> maybe a, a very select few might have seen the house that we currently live in um, some of our older clients but yeah it's not somewhere i envision living for <laughs> much longer than then I can. <laughs> it's
1: not TBD's dream home, but no. it is our current home base. It mm. served us well, but absolutely, yeah, I don't see myself growing old in a you <laughs> know rental Queenslander. Mm. Uh, I want to live on the beach with the dogs, with a nice big yard. So yeah, big goals there to to buy our first home as well. And again, because of our line of work, we're not missing out on anything. You know, we're still going to all the shows. We're still doing our thing. But when we actually physically step on stage next, like it's going to be really special, but it's also going to be like the time is going to be right and it's really going to be worth undertaking that prep as well. Plus, this is still Road to 2023. We are still carrying this journey out through until next year, but perhaps it will just extend into Road to
0: 2024. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Because I ultimately... This isn't me setting it in stone. This is me just voicing my opinion. So I could still compete next year, season B. Mm, me too. Yeah. So time will tell. And yeah, just don't be surprised if we choose not to, I guess.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> but that's pretty much everything on my end. Training is still going well. I'm certainly in that honeymoon phase of dieting where it hasn't really had much of an impact on training. If anything, certain lifts of mine have... Improve more rapidly because I don't especially on leg day for certain movements which aren't impacted by body weight like a leg press as much as something like an RDL on the leg press I'll feel better I can train harder without sometimes the limiting factor for me for leg day is nausea because of the food etc and the close proximity to breakfast but that's not an issue anymore so I can train as hard as I want without getting nauseous but other lifts such as the RDL like I'm I'm deciding to be more cautious with that. Like, I'm not gonna push up too aggressively. I'll try and just keep that at essentially maintenance, aim for performance retention. But pretty much every single lift, other than the RDL, like I'll do my best to increase if I can.
1: Yeah, wicked. Well, it's only gonna be a few more weeks. Like yeah, this diet's gonna be over before you know it.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely finish the diet in this training block, which it's a six-week training block. So it'll be good to continue improving more rapidly next training block
1: spectacular
0: great well that's it with me what about you
1: yeah well no i'm pretty much along the same lines not too much to report other than we're home now just back fully into routine and uh it's just nice to now be really getting into the thick and the swing of things moving into season b working with quite a number of girls from states from all over australia and i believe I counted it a few days ago because uh, just getting prepared and booking flights and, and accommodation leading into all the season B shows. I have about 10 girls competing in a total of 14 shows across September through to October. So it's going to be one heck of a season, but I'm very, very excited for that. But man, this is, this is my dream job. And I'm so glad that it's just, it's really coming to life and I'm bringing the vision alive. And uh, it just makes me really happy every single week seeing my girls progress on the weekly doing posing practice with them. We actually just got back from a posing workshop at Mount Gravatt with ICN. So yeah, just fully back into the swing of things. And before we know it, it's going to be the first show of the season, just a few weeks time. Like the ACT show is only 10 weeks away.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think the final 15 weeks or even 10 weeks goes very rapidly, especially uh, when you're at that stage of prep and when you're coaching someone too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's super exciting stuff, but also just on my end, just getting into our new mesocycle now and just really getting back into the full groove of training, which feels spectacular. Everything's fairly the same in terms of training on my end. Something that I have changed over from though is originally I was doing barbell RDLs, but I actually decided to then temporarily swap those out for some trap bar RDLs but the trap bar man like it was just giving me the shits like to put it frank like the trap bar was just kind of really irritating me because the balance like if your grip isn't perfect on a trap bar when you're doing an RDL it just starts to tip and then after a few reps like the back of the trap bar is just like hitting your glute slash your upper back and it's just it's frustrating it's distracting and I'm like yeah I'm this isn't realistic for me to progress with long term like I just I don't want to do it I'm not really vibing it but what I have decided to do because I just have this urge to just pick up a heavy weight off the floor like I just have this sensation that's come over me where I just want to lift some heavy shiz and I don't actually have a movement in my program other than if you count T-bar rows where I actually heave a weight off the floor. So
0: Like an atlas stone.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, neck minute, Tiara is a strong woman. Uh, I am a strong woman, but not a strong woman. But anyway, I have now swapped over then from your traditional barbell RDL to a stiff leg deadlift, which is a very similar movement pattern. But ultimately, I just pause at the bottom of the movement. I physically make the plates touch the ground and then I pull the bar back up. So very excited to now be progressing with that because it's just, it's something a little bit new for me to start programming so that I can satisfy my urge to just lift a weight off the floor. And of course I know I could program some conventional deadlifts, but of course in line with my physique goals, like I still want to be stimulating my glutes and hamstrings a little bit more, but still obviously getting some great back recruitment there too with my stiff leg deadlifts but the thing is is that like i I know especially with my levers jack that i just really have to stay on top of having really good form with those because as you've identified and pointed out that when i go all the way down to the ground i can do it but i am at a slight mechanical disadvantage just because i do go below parallel because my legs are so long but Mm stubborn me I know you've recommended like oh you should just lift it off a few plates or slightly elevate the plates but I'm like no (laughs) it has to be from the floor so I am having to really hold myself to keep in my back in a great position so that it's not like crazy excessively bending because like I could easily heave over 100 kilograms off the floor. I know that I can do that. But it's a matter of actually doing the movement properly and keeping tension on my glutes and hamstrings and not just completely on my spinal erectors.
0: Mm. Yeah, it certainly is. Just given your biomechanics, like when you do pull it off the ground, you're literally below parallel. Mm. Um, Whereas like some of the best deadlifters in the world, like they're already essentially upright before they even pull yeah, the bar. Um, yeah, it's the stark opposite for you, unfortunately. Yeah,
1: because I actually started trialing these about two weeks before we left for Bali, and. I can do over a hundred kilograms for a barbell RDL. So I'm like, oh, sweet. So I'll just start with, you know, I've, I've loaded up a hundred for my stiff leg and I I could do it easily and it was pain-free. But when I watched back the footage, my it back, was-like it wasn't my, pain-free. yeah, my jack was like, that looked like a gym fail video. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like that's a pretty excessive spinal bend. But the thing is, is that like, it, that's not necessarily bad. And even Lawrence has pointed that out quite a few times. And, you know, the spine is meant to bend. It's not like that. I think
0: flex is the more appropriate because mm. it could bend either way.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the spine is meant to flex, uh, but it didn't cause me any pain. I didn't pull up sore the next day or anything, even though it looked like, wow, that sort of lift could easily break someone's back. But I'm just like, but I can do it. I can lift it. But Obviously with that sort of form, like I am really just lifting the weight with my back, not really with my glutes and hamstrings. So I'm having to hold myself very accountable to doing it properly. Uh, But this coming week, like I want to give at least 90 kilograms a go for good form. Cause I can do 80 for like two sets of 10 with reps and reserve easy, Mm. very pristine form. So I know I can move up. I'll be back to that hundred and then so on. But other than that, just feels good to be just back into routine with work and training and just in a good groove. And, you know, dieting's over now. We're back from our holiday. So, really, for now, it's just full steam ahead in terms of getting as strong as possible, just eating a good amount of food and just feeling really good.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Only good things in store.
1: Awesome. Well, to wrap up this podcast, one thing that we want to improve this next week, Jack?
0: Well, it's not necessarily improving, but. It's just me continuing to diet. And I would like to get down to, I weighed 88.4, so I'd like to see like the low 87s next week. So like 87.4, 87.3.
1: Yeah, I think that is just around the bend.
0: Mm. what about you? Or just
1: around the flex? (laughs) Just around the flexion?
0: Yeah, just around the lower back flexion. Okay. (laughs) What about you?
1: Uh, This next week, I want to move up on my incline dumbbell chest press. So this past week, I got uh, one set of 11 and two sets of 10 with the 18s. Mind you, it is actually my sixth exercise on an upper body day. But this next coming week, I'm going to move up to those 20s. So I'm pretty excited to lift those. I know that I could certainly do heavier if I had it programmed earlier in that session because it's very toward the tail end Mm. because I used to um, in that slot I used to do cable chest flies because it's my only direct chest work for the entire week right now I'm only doing three sets of direct chest work which comes from my inclined dumbbell bench and it used to come from three sets of cable chest flies because yeah my chest it's pretty well developed. Like getting a super muscular chest isn't a top priority for me right now with distributing my training volume. But the reason why I swapped it over was because I was like, I need such a great chest stimulus with cable chest flies, but I want a bit more triceps too. And with chest flies, like you're not really pushing right with your triceps. Mm. Like it really is just really solely on the chest. So I'm now doing incline dumbbell bench and I want to move up to the twenties, so
0: awesome.
1: yeah, should should feel good. But boy, forty weight soon. Yeah, if I put it earlier though in my session, man, I wasn't as fatigued. Like I'd easily be there by now. Probably like twenty two point fives or wicked to lift. Like the twenty fives.
0: Yeah, why not the thirties? Yeah,
1: why not the thirties? Just turn into Kate Archibald overnight. <laughs> <laughs> One can dream. But anyway, that was a, uh, a nice little podcast to um to be back in the game.
0: <laughs> I don't get it.
1: Not in the game. Right, yes. Yes. New podcast came out today. I listened to that this morning. Mm. Yeah.
0: So you're giving them a a plug before my podcast.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to edit that out. But uh, Jack, you, it sounds like you're talking on a mic more than once a week now too.
0: Yes, I am. Well, I mean, I gave it a plug last episode, but if you didn't hear... I have a new podcast with some fellow bodybuilders. It's called Bodybuilding Down Under. So if you want to check that out, I'm sure Tara will leave the link down below. But just search Bodybuilding Down Under on where you get your podcasts. And mean a lot if you could have a listen.
1: Yeah, I know that I love tuning in every single week. And God, it's just like a dream podcast, honestly, for a lot of Australian bodybuilders. The four of you guys united just talk and shop about mm. this sport. It's uh, It's really good to tune into.
0: Yes. It's, uh, some might say it's the best bodybuilding podcast in Australia (laughs) at the moment.
1: Second best. Sorry, Lawrence. (laughs) Just kidding. We're all tied. We'd Uh, have to
0: say sorry to the other guys as well.
1: Oh, but actually let's, let's go off. Who has the most ratings? Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) TBD, baby. All right. Well, guys, thank you very much for tuning in. If you did enjoy this podcast, please remember to take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag myself, tag Jack, tag TBD, and we'll catch you next week.